Our scripture reading for today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 39 to 55. Hear the word of God. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The word of God for us this morning. Two women pregnant, getting to visit with each other. Mary, younger than expected. Elizabeth, a little bit more mature, just a little bit. Both experiencing pregnancy for the first time. Mary, just at the beginning of her pregnancy. Elizabeth, some months ahead. And they get to share. And, you know, I just have to wonder what that conversation was like. For somebody, two people in such different stages of life, getting ready to have a baby. And their first baby. It's not like Elizabeth had had babies before. She is having her first. Mary's getting ready to have her first. They're both going through the same symptoms of pregnancy. Probably Mary in her first trimester experiencing that great, wonderful morning sickness that all women love. And Elizabeth, having gone through that already into probably her second trimester, maybe even the beginning of the third, and being able to understand exactly what Mary is getting ready to go through. Both knew their children were a special gift from God. Miracle children. They both had received announcements by angels about these children being born and having special roles to play. And then we hear that Mary is sent to Elizabeth in the Judean town 
in the hill country to visit. And you know, scholars have talked about this at length. Why did she get sent out of town to go see Elizabeth? Well, I think there's a little hint in the fact that she was pregnant out of wedlock. I think there's a little hint in the fact that she was not yet married and the people in town might have been talking. I have a feeling that she got sent out of town while they figured it out. And she's going to her cousin Elizabeth because Elizabeth is also pregnant and she can help Mary understand. You got to remember, this is before all the books of what to expect when you're expecting. This is before all of the the online stuff that you can just look up to see what your symptoms of throwing up every two hours mean. This is before people could share these things and talked about these things openly. People didn't even talk about this. And Mary gets sent to Elizabeth because if anybody could understand Mary, it was Elizabeth. Having the Son of God must have been quite a lot of pressure. I mean, think about it. You find out that you're having the Son of God, and you're barely old enough to have children yourself. And the way I like to relate it is I, you know. Imagine that you're having your firstborn and you find out that your firstborn is going to grow up to cure cancer. And the minute that you find that out, you're like, okay, I'm going to bubble wrap that child from day one. They are never getting hurt on my watch. I'm not letting them out of my sight because there's such a big responsibility because this child is going to make a huge difference in the world. Well, think about Mary. She's having the Son of God. The one who will not just cure cancer, but is able to heal all diseases. And is able to do much more than that because he's able to give eternal life and forgiveness of sins. Do you think she felt a little pressure? Just a little? And so this visit to Elizabeth was key She goes to visit Elizabeth, and the scripture says that the minute that she greeted Elizabeth, the baby within her belly leaped with joy. Leaped, moved. And if if those of you that have been pregnant, you know what it is for a baby to kick. And I can almost imagine Elizabeth going, whoa, hello there. Feeling that kick, feeling that movement, feeling that excitement inside of her, that life inside of her that was saying, hey, I know who that is in that other belly. And the scripture says that at that point, Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, could recognize that that miracle baby inside of Mary was in fact the Lord. It wasn't revealed to her why Mary, it was revealed to her by God. God himself, through the Holy Spirit, let her know, that is my son. And at that moment, I I can see Elizabeth and Mary having this bonding moment where they look at each other and they go, this is for real. 
These are miracle babies. And yours is the Lord coming to the earth. Because they say it takes one to know one. Elizabeth could understand the miracle baby because she had one herself. She was too old to have a baby according to everybody around. And she had never had any children. She was considered barren. It was impossible according to the laws of man for her to have a baby. And so she could relate when Mary said, I'm a virgin and I'm having a baby. She said, I understand. And when Mary said, everybody in town is talking about me, she said, I understand. And nobody believes me. And she said, child, I understand. You see, this visit was ordained by God. It was a way for Mary to be supported by Elizabeth in a way that nobody else could. And you know, when we are going through something, it always helps us to know somebody who's already there or who's been through it. I was hearing the story of the twins. That when they got pregnant with the twins, they said, we got to call Leah. Because Leah will understand, because Leah already had twins in the same family. And this is what Mary's going through. She's, she's going to Elizabeth because Elizabeth can understand. And when we find people in our lives that are going through an experience that we have gone through and are already making it through it, you know what? It strengthens our faith. It tells us we can do it. It tells us we're going to make it. It tells us that God can do things in our lives to help us to make it to the other side. And at that time, Mary needed that. She needed somebody that would not look at her like she was crazy when she said, I'm pregnant and I'm a virgin. She needed somebody that could say, I understand that this is from God because mine is from God. She needed somebody that could relate to her situation. And we need people like that in our lives in order to grow in our faith together. We need somebody that just says, I understand because I've been there. I understand because I've experienced something similar. I understand because I know what you're going through. Well, Mary then goes into a song of praise to just give glory to God for what's going on. Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of times a song of praise is not the first thing that comes to mind when something is completely changing my life and turning it upside down. It's not normally the first thing that comes to my mind. Hey, everything's going crazy. Let's praise God. It's not the first thing that happens when we face situations, but for Mary, she had gotten to the point where she needed to praise God for what God was doing in her and with her. And she understood that child to be a blessing. And she said, I don't even know why God is doing this through me because I'm just a lowly servant. She was realizing the magnitude of what was happening. Now, if you and I die, people might remember our name for a generation or two, maybe three. 
Maybe four if we do something amazing. But can you imagine people knowing your name 2,000 plus years later? Knowing that you can go out into the world and approach people on the street and say, who's the mother of Jesus? And they will say, Mary. Knowing that your name will be remembered because of what God did for you and through you. I mean, this is when it really started hitting Mary that, that this was a huge thing. That people would remember for years and years to come that generation after generation would be blessed by her child and that this would have a rippling effect through history that would only end when her son returned in his second coming. Mary just had a wisdom beyond her years. But she also knew that God was showing his great strength and wisdom in choosing her because she considered herself an ordinary person. She didn't consider herself extraordinary. She wasn't from a wealthy family. She was from Nazareth of all the towns of Israel, which was not the big metropolis. That's not like saying Atlanta. That's more like saying like Centerville or something like that, you know, a small town somewhere. And she knew that she was not Somebody, quote unquote, the world will call special. But God chose her so that he would show that he could lift the lowly and use the simple who were willing to believe in his promises. He chose her because God knew that she was willing and able to follow through with what God was calling her to do. And it reminded me of when God chose David because when God chose David, everybody else would have gone, why, why him, the youngest, not necessarily the strongest, not necessarily the one who looks like he's going to be able to intimidate anybody with his physical stature. Why him? Because God is able to look at our hearts. And clearly, God must have seen in Mary somebody who was going to believe the promise that was given to her. She just had a deep conviction that if God had called her to this, God would help her. Even though she was ordinary. You see, God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. That's part of God's M.O., who would have thought that the son of a carpenter from Nazareth would be the savior of the world? Remember, that was one of the problems for Jesus. Nobody believed that a son of a carpenter from Nazareth could be the Messiah. But God uses ordinary looking people to do extraordinary things. But you know, it wasn't without moments of doubt. I'm sure there was moments when Mary was saying, Lord, are you sure you have the right person for this? Are you sure that I'm cut out for this role? Are you sure that I have what it takes to carry this miracle baby, to, to raise him, to give him a home? Are you sure it's me? Have you ever felt that way? 
Have you ever had those moments where God has called you to something more extraordinary than you think you can do, and you say, Lord, are you sure it's me? Surely you got somebody else in mind. And it is at those moments that God reminds us that he uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Mary probably had more questions than answers. Well, she had more questions than answers. Not probably. She had more questions than answers. Yet, she was able to trust that if God had called her to be the mother of Jesus, he would help her to do it. He would walk with her. For you see, when God calls us to these things, he doesn't just call us and drop us out there by ourselves. He supports us through his presence and through his spirit and through his word. And God doesn't pick us to fail. God picks us to fulfill his purpose. And then he helps us to accomplish it with his help. And there's the key that many people miss. You see, it's with his help that we're able to do it. It's with his direction that we're able to achieve it. It's with his guidance that we're able to make it to the destination that he has for us. Whenever we try to do it ourselves, we have a cookie-crumbling experience. We burn the bottoms. We, we break them up. And it is often when our cookie has crumbled to the point that it's crumbs that we go, Lord, help me. Because we realize we can't do it ourselves. And God is so good and so gracious that he steps in and makes the best cookies you've ever had out of our lives. Because God is a good God. You see, God had made a promise to Abraham and to David that his descendants would lead to the Messiah, and God fulfills his promises. So Jesus' coming was a fulfillment of that promise that a Messiah would come from the line of David. It was a fulfillment of the promise to Abraham that he would be the blessing of all nations. And it was a fulfillment of God's promise to bring salvation to a world that was lost in darkness. What seemed like an ordinary person, a lowly carpenter's son from Nazareth, would save the world by giving his life. What great things is God calling you to? And can you believe him when he calls you to them and he says, you're going to do extraordinary things? For let me tell you, God doesn't want to do just ordinary things. He wants to do extraordinary things in you. He wants to do a mighty work through you. But you have to trust him as Mary and Elizabeth did. You, can, you have to believe in the one that can do miracles. The one that can produce babies in barren women and virgins. The one who is able to do all things. I pray that you are one of those ordinary people who are ready to do an extraordinary thing for God. Not through your strength, but through his 
and with his help. Let us pray. Lord, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for Mary and Elizabeth. I want to thank you for them sharing their story through this scripture today. Being able, oh Lord, to just give you the glory and the praise for what you have done in them. We thank you, O oh Lord, for their example, and we ask that you will help us to learn from it, to learn to trust your call, to learn to trust your challenges in our lives, to learn to trust, O oh Lord, that if you promise to take us somewhere, you will. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will continue to empower us to do extraordinary things, not for our glory or for our praise, but for yours, that Jesus' name might be known for generation after generation, after generation. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.